guys. Uh, so, 49ers lose 2017. Heart-wrenching game. Just really, I mean, it was a real, um, real rough to watch. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, uh, uh, they lost for multiple, multiple reasons, but mostly because they just could not, the offense could not sustain drives. And uh, especially after they went up 10, it's, it was like after they went up 10, they just, the, the play calling and the, uh, and the play by Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's play just kind of just took a nosedive and we stopped. We just weren't able to make plays at all. And I mean, and it, and it stretched into the defense too, but mostly, mostly it was the offense. They just, uh, cause we knew that the, the Rams are a good team. Rams are a good team. All the talk about, oh, we have the Rams number and Kyle lives rent free in, in McVay's head. The re the reality is is that these are good teams that uh that you don't just you don't just uh how do you put it you don't just roll over these guys oh we're up ten oh great we got a whole half of football <laughs> we got a whole half of football to play I mean it wasn't a whole half but it was I believe they still had uh, they were up ten with like a few minutes to go in the third and it's just. I felt Kyle played it conservative. Uh, he wanted to run the ball, which normally wouldn't be an issue for us, but they were selling out against the run and it just destroyed. Uh, it just kind of destroyed any continuity we have. I mean, feel free to throw in a play action every day, now and then, Kyle. It was, I mean, it, it was, there were a, a lot of things, a lot of things that caused this loss. But the reality was, is that today, the Rams were the better team. As much as 49, it hurts as a 49er fan to say that, uh, the Rams were a better team today. And McVay was a bet, uh, coached his team up. He had them ready to play better than we did, better than Kyle did today. Uh, I will say that this team is, I still believe that this is that the 49ers are the better team overall, but. You cannot argue. You cannot argue that they were not the better team today. They, their offense, they did enough to win. They did enough to win. And, um, but this is the last game of Jimmy G's career as a 49er. And it ended fittingly with that wild exchange at the end uh, where he ends up just throwing the ball up and they end up intercepting it. It's, that that's kind of a microcosm. I put that. I think I put that on uh, on Twitter today. Is that that's kind of a microcosm of of Jimmy's career. Uh, he he kind of, sometimes he just throws the ball up there, and he is he's exactly what we kind of said he was all season long. At least since I've been doing these podcasts, uh, he was he was pretty much the exact same thing that I that I said he was all along. Was he's not a uh, He's good enough to get you there when you have all these pieces around him, uh, but he's not a uh, what we would call a winner. He's not gonna put. You're not gonna put. He's not gonna put anybody on his back and carry them anywhere. So, and we and we got exposed for that today. We all knew that that's what it was, but the reality is, is we got exposed. 
today for 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 that part alone. It was that we did not have a co- we were the only team in this final four that did not have a quarterback that could put that could put uh, the team on his back and carry him even through even through like just a quarter. Um, because this is the thing: did Jimmy make some good throws? He did make some good throws, but I mean, he but he when it comes down to read like consistently making reads, consistently making throws when guys are open, he he fails. He fails quite often, quite frequently, and not to say that he fails every time, but it happens quite frequently, and. Uh, if it sounds like I'm a little frustrated by that, I mean, you'd be right. We just lost the game. We lost the game because of the the sheer fact that we did not have a quarterback that could put his team on his back. And we can point to other reasons why why we lost, but it it really comes down to the quarterback is a, the quarterback in today's NFL is supposed to elevate your team, elevate your offense. Uh, and we don't have that type of quarterback. That's the way it goes. So uh, it's over now. It's over now. And now the there's only the Super Bowl left. Uh, 49ers will not be a part of it. Uh, we are now all Bengals fans. <laughs> At least I am. At least I am. I'm going to be rooting on the Bengals because uh, the Rams are the Rams. They are still our enemy. And I do not want them getting in, uh, a ring. Uh, I want I want them not having a uh, championship since '99. I want that to continue. So uh, I'm and I have nothing against the Bengals. So I actually like Joe Burrow. I, I've been saying he was. I've been kind of behind that guy since uh, since he got drafted. I thought he was even when guys were sitting there saying that oh he's not mobile enough. He's not your typical today quarterback and all that kind of nonsense. The reality is, is this, the guy makes throws and he makes plays. I mean, the guy makes plays. So, but go Joe, go Joe Burrow. I want, because I, yeah, it's the Rams. I'm not going to, I'm never going to root for the Rams. So there's a couple of teams that I will never root for. That's the Rams, uh, the Celtics, uh, the, the Cowboys. Uh, the sea and the Seahawks. None of those teams will ever get rooted on by me. So, but let's move on. Like, uh, let's talk about the Rams for a little bit. Let's see what they. Let's look at the stats and see what they actually did in this game to to uh, to put them over the top. Um, I mean, so the Rams played well. I, th- I think the Rams played well. They matched our energy from the very outset of the game. They, uh, they uh, like uh, we all talked about how we were playing bully ball, and uh, they were not to be bullied today. I mean, you have to understand that these are grown men, and that they're not going to allow you just to come in with all the talk and say, "Oh, well, they're soft," and like all that kind of nonsense. Uh, these are grown men, and. We, while we can sit there and point to play different plays and uh, say the 49ers should have beat this team, the reality is is they didn't. Did not make the plays they needed to make. And honestly, the 49ers were kind of undisciplined in this in this game. There was a lot of undisciplined uh, plays that were made by the 49ers that 
didn't don't normally happen. And uh, it was it was kind of uh, it it felt like they were just more juiced juiced up than uh, than normal, and they were just a little out of control at times. So, but uh, but yeah. So Matt Stafford, thirty one of forty five, three hundred thirty seven yards, uh, two touchdowns, one interception. Should have been two. Should have been two interceptions. But we'll get into that later. Uh, he played well most of the game. Made some beautiful throws. Uh, that that uh, that corner throw against the cover two uh, earlier on, early in the game, that was beautiful. And uh, but uh, he also showed that he's still the same reckless Matt Stafford that uh, that he's prone to be. But I mean, his connection with Cup with Cooper Cup, and now honestly, and now with Odell Beckham, he's building it with Odell Beckham too. I mean, that's pretty undeniable. Those those guys, they played well off of each other. And Cooper and Cooper Cup, they it seemed to me like they it seemed to me like they really kind of picked apart the the 49er defense. And and I shouldn't say picked apart, they only scored 20 points. Like uh, but the way that the game looked, it was that they were just killing the 49ers, just dragging them up and down the field. But then when it got time, when they got in the end zone or the in the red zone. A lot of the time, the 49ers would either hold up or they would make a play, and it it just it couldn't go on for the whole game. Uh, so it was what it, it was what it was. Our offense did not take advantage of great field position over and over and over again. Um, but uh, but let's get back to the the Rams. Uh, run game was uh, was working early for them until the 49ers kind of shut the faucet off. At a certain, I, I like the, I I really kind of. Like that analogy, they they just 49ers came out there and they just shut the faucet off. Even though Troy Aikman was, and I, I don't want to say something about Troy Aikman for a little bit. That guy is an obvious 49er hater. I don't care what anybody says. He takes every opportunity to say something bad about the 49ers. Like uh, it doesn't matter if we win, lose, whatever. Even if we win, he sits there and says, "Well, they shouldn't have really won." And he makes comments like that. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, we're always salty when we lose, right? Uh, so, but uh, the run game was working early till the 49ers uh, kind of shut clamped down on them. They tried to do the same kind of wide zone concept that the 49ers used, which I thought was an interesting little wrinkle. And I and I talked about it in my last podcast. What was McVay going to do differently than than he had in the past? And I think that this in the beginning was the main wrinkle that I saw that they were doing differently. And it, it opened up the defense just enough, just enough to give, um, to give those wide receivers some openings underneath and in that mid zone area. Um, so it, it was like uh, their running game was working early, but uh, acres ended up with 13 carries 40, 48 yards. Michelle had 10 carries for 16 yards. So it wasn't like they were going off or anything, but but the reality was was they they took they were uh, they were getting some they were getting some chunk plays in the beginning of the game and and it really uh it, I think it really kind of affected the 49er defense in the beginning. Uh it 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 opened up uh lane, for sure opened up lanes for Cooper Cup. Um but 
Cup and Beckham kind of destroy the 49ers secondary on short road, short routes all game. It was uh, Cup had 11 receptions, 142 yards, and two touchdowns. Beckham had nine receptions, 113 yards. But honestly, it doesn't even tell the story like of what of what was going on. Uh, Cup was was just masterful in his route running, and I I know that's what he's known for. But in the past, 49ers had kind of been able to corral him. And uh, Kwan, he did Kwan Williams dirty multiple times. Uh, we thought Kwan Williams was going to be the the key in this game to kind of shutting him down, and that was not the case. <laughs> uh, he did uh, he did Kwan Williams dirty a few routes, and then Odell Beckham just made he made some really tough catches that I was really impressed because I didn't think Odell Beckham was tough like that because he took some shots and, uh, and still kept coming back. So, uh, I mean, hats off, hats off to Cooper cup and, and Odell Beckham. They really kind of just, they showed out when they needed to, um, Blanton, the tight end that came in after Higby, who I had never heard of, uh, he ended up getting like 59 yards and made a couple of really good plays. Uh, he made a couple of really just clutch plays at the time when they when they needed it. But that really came down to Matt Staff- Stafford recognizing that they were leaving him all by himself. And uh, kudos to Matt Stafford for seeing him, and kudos for Blanton to uh, to to really to take advantage of the opportunity. Uh, I mean, the defense, the Rams' defense. In my estimation, the the best thing that they did in this game was stop the run. They 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 did not allow our, our running game to get off in the slightest. There was a couple of times when we got a couple of yards, but for the most part, our run game was non-existent, and uh, and that's really the best thing that they did all game because they had no sacks. They only had three QB hits, but that but Jimmy was uncomfortable the whole game because they were just. They they just stuck everybody up to stop the run, and they were gonna make Jimmy beat him. And and I mean the reality is is we know that Jimmy is not that type of guy. If you if he's got to shoulder all the responsibility, it's gonna be a long day. So, uh, but yeah, defense shut down the run the run game, and uh, they dared Jimmy to beat him, and he couldn't. We all knew that that, that it was coming eventually. Jimmy's played poor. In these in these playoffs, he's played poor this whole playoffs. I mean, he doesn't have anywhere near the amount of touchdowns as he has as he has interceptions. Actually, I, I take that back because he got two touchdowns in this game. Uh, thank you, Debo. But uh, but yeah, he I I don't care. He had more interceptions than touchdowns in this playoffs. And any other team, you would say. How did you how did you even get to the championship game? But that that's what that says enough about this team that they could overcome his excuse my friend, but he they could overcome his piss poor play to get to the NFC championship game. And and they still came within three points. They were up 10 at one point. So this team, I feel, is going like uh, I mean, I'm talking about the Rams right now, but I keep going back to our team because I, I really feel like 
The, the Rams didn't do anything that could not be uh, overcome if we had had a competent quarterback. And he's on our team currently, but he's not going to be. And in, in, uh, I would say in the next couple of months, we're going to hear about the trade to wherever he's going, or they just outright release him. Uh, but either way, he will not be on the team. If I, like I think all 49er fans are going to be up in arms if he's on the team come uh, come camp or even to be honest come the draft he better be gone by the draft but okay let's move on to the 49er offense uh and i had said that the o-line was key i thought the o-line did an admirable job in the past game i mean they had zero they they allowed zero sacks they only allowed three qb hits any other game, you would take that, which which moves brings me to Jimmy, Jimmy and Kyle. And honestly, it's an it was uh, talking about the offense. It was an embarrassing performance by Kyle in the play calling uh, department. He can he just continues to struggle playing with the lead, and we've seen it over and over this season. He struggles just putting his foot on somebody's neck and just continuing to put the foot on the gas like it just it it's it's really frustrating now it could be it could be jimmy not wanting to make the mistake uh and it could be that we could find out later that he had open wide receivers all over the field but i mean it is what it is like uh, i feel like the uh, he called a lot of runs into brick walls and there was there was no play action being called. I'm going to be looking to see how many play actions were called in this game because I don't believe there. I I mean I can't honestly I can't really remember seeing more than two, if if even that. And it it's just really frustrating. It was really frustrating watching it and saying, okay, he's got a play action here. Oh, he's got a play action here. And just nothing, nothing. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go back to Garoppolo. Garoppolo struggled throughout this game to sustain drives. Uh, he went 16 of 30, 230, so barely over 50%, 232 yards. He did have the two touchdowns, and he had one pick. Uh, the wild exchange at the end of the game. I can't believe that was his only pick, the way he was throwing the ball. Because there should have at least been three to four. Um, but the two touchdowns, uh, he threw an absolute, I, I want to give him his credit so that all the bashing that I do on him isn't, isn't completely, uh, so people don't say that, that I don't give him any credit, but he threw an absolute dime to Ayuk on, uh, on that long pass. And to be honest, Ayuk should have had a, should have had a touchdown. He should have had a touchdown. Uh, that should have been a touchdown. It shouldn't even been uh to uh they shouldn't have even had to count on Debo but uh but he threw a great ball to Kittle for the touchdown uh but the but the Debo touchdown was all Debo let's let's not make mistake like I mean we're not gonna give him credit for that for that uh for that touchdown to Debo that that was a ridiculous run by Debo uh after that he did little to nothing and I challenge anybody to tell me what he did after that. 
because he was he was just non-existent. Uh, run game was terrible for for most of the night. Rams sold out on the run, counting on the fact uh, Jimmy couldn't beat him. Mitchell uh, went for 11 carries, 20 yards. Debo went for seven carries, 26 yards. Uh, I'll be interested to see, like I said, how many play actions were called, but I felt like Kyle did not do a good job of, of, of alleviating the box. He allowed them to just stick all their guys up front, and we never loosened them up. Never. Uh, I mean, we had, the, we had the couple of touchdowns, but I'm talking about in the second half, they didn't show anything to loosen that defense up. The defense went right back to what they were doing, and they said, we we just figured Kyle's just going to run the ball, and they were right. We just kept running it into a brick wall. No wide zone, no no uh, tosses, no nothing. No changing anything up. Nope, not going to do it. Uh, wide receivers. Uh, wide receivers look poised to dominate in this game, I'll be honest with you. But Jimmy was not gonna. Jimmy wasn't getting him the ball. He missed a couple of. He kept. He missed a couple of wide open guys. Um, and when they did get the ball, they they all made plays. I mean, Ayuk had four receptions, sixty nine yards. I, I mean, I can't. I can't even remember when he got the ball thrown his way in the second half. Um, but yeah, Debo. Uh, Debo had four receptions, 72 yards, and a touchdown. Kittle had two receptions, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Jennings, two receptions, eight yards, and a crucial first down. you got to give Jennings his love for, for that uh, just gritty play. He caught that ball uh, behind, the, behind the first down marker, and he just dragged people to get there. Uh, so it was when your, guy, when your guys are giving you effort like that, Debo is making that crazy run. Kittle gets uh, I mean, Kittle gets the touchdown. That was on Jimmy. Um, and then Ayuk was playing like he was. You gotta get them the ball. You've gotta get them the ball. And I just felt Kyle did a piss poor job of get of scheming up ways to get those guys the ball. And and I'll be interested to see later on down the road if if it really was Jimmy or if it was or if if Kyle like actually had them schemed open and Jimmy just didn't get him the ball or if it really was just Kyle just playing conservative but the way it looked to me was Kyle just failed to to make it a priority to get them the ball um let's move on to defense let's move on to defense cuz honestly talking about the uh talking about the offense just it, it was, I mean, there's really nothing to talk about. Everything that was to talk about was when the, the 49ers were up uh, 17-10 or 17-3. Wait, 17-7. They were up 17-7. And that was the last we heard. That was the last we heard of the, the 49er offense. So, um, but a result for the defense, uh, D-line didn't dominate. That was the difference. That was the difference in Matt Stafford being able to throw for three over 300 yards. Was the D line did not dominate. Uh, we can complain. We can complain uh, that they were held. They were, but but they didn't dominate. They. I mean, that's just the long and the short of it. Uh, they were step late getting Stafford every single time, and they they had they ended up with two sacks. 
and they've been and they had nine QB hits. But I mean, in order for this defense to in order for this defense to uh, to thrive and to hold teams, they have to have. And I, I don't want to make it seem like they were terrible. The defense was terrible. They uh, they held them. I mean, they got twenty points. They didn't they didn't get some outlandish. It wasn't like they got rent, uh, dog walked up and down the, up and down the field. They didn't. But it wasn't the dominating performance that uh, that I think a lot of us. I, I would venture to say most of us were expecting because uh, the defense, the defensive line was not able to get pressure. And granted, yeah, were they getting held? Yeah, they get held every game. They get held every game. So what's the difference? They, it just sent, seemed to me like they were a step slower in this game. The, the Rams met their energy uh, and – and yeah, their offensive line played uh, played better than most offensive lines that played against us. So that's what I saw. And uh, but the D line's lack of pressure was evident early, as Stafford like just took advantage of the cushion our DBs were giving their wide receivers because normally we get pressure. But when we don't get pressure, that lead that lets Cooper Cup. Uh, run his routes, have time to run his routes, and that allows t- Odell Beckham time to get down the field and pull up in those zones, in those zone spots. And it it was what it was. So uh, kudos to the defense for not allowing a bunch of touchdowns. Like, I mean, they did give Cooper Cup his two, but, I mean, but that they held him to two touchdowns as, as well as that offense was playing – uh, I thought it was kudos to to uh, the defense for holding, for bending and not breaking all all night long. Especially when, especially in the second half when uh, Garoppolo was just not able to sustain drive. It seemed like they were on, they 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 lost the time of possession battle. I mean, they got murdered in time of possession. So, it, I think I thought that the defense did a really good job for for what. Uh, for how long they were on the field. They didn't seem gassed. They they did – I feel they did their job. I felt like this loss was squarely on the offensive shoulders. But uh, def- defense made a huge stop on fourth. That was a huge play in the game. Uh, should have been a huge momentum swing, and it just wasn't. Uh, Tarts, Tarts missed interception. <sighs> Who knows? We're we're all gonna say coulda woulda shoulda has been, but I mean, as good as the defense played, there was a couple of plays throughout this game. There was a few plays that they just had. I mean, blown coverages. Uh, guys were open all over the field. Matt Stafford was just missing him in the beginning. So, yeah, it was. Whew, it was it was really I was really worried in the beginning, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Tart's missed interception. People are gonna are going to really come down hard on Tart for that missed interception, and I was in the game when we were in the middle, watching the game. I was coming down. I was. I just. I knew that that would be a huge part of the game because I. I just felt like the way that the game was going, Jimmy was not going to be able to bring us back, and and that's the way it played out. But uh, Aziz, the another huge play by another huge gaffe and just kind of showed 
the 49ers just undisciplined play that by the defense was that a Z's penalty uh, where he goes and and he hit and he didn't get penalized for hitting for hitting uh, the guy late and I can't remember who it was I think it was Cooper Cup like he didn't get penalized for hitting him late but he he got penalized for taunting it's like come on man this this is not the time and I, and I thought that it wasn't even that big of a a taunt but this is not the time this is not the time so it is what it is but all those little things just kind of added up and and honestly as many mistakes as the 49ers made in this game they should have lost this game and but this is the thing 49ers have made mistakes before in prior games and they somehow found a way to win the game they just it was too much to overcome in this game it was just too much uh but yeah my prediction of 27-14 didn't really go as planned <laughs> today and uh it's it it ended up going the exact opposite it would it ended up being a close game but uh but we didn't quite make it this time but the result was the Rams beat the 49ers at their at I feel they beat them at their own game. Uh, at the end of the day, they had the better QB, and that was the difference. Three points, three points, and that was the difference. Was that they had a better they had a quarterback that could get them down the field, and we did not. So, it is what it is. But I am now a Bengals fan. <laughs> for the rest of, for for one game for one game only I am now a Bengals fan and I think there's going to be a lot of 49er fans that are Bengals fans uh it is what it is do I think that the Bengals can beat can beat this Rams team I absolutely do after watching them beat Kansas City I just don't think that that you I don't think that uh the the Rams have now the Rams have the pass rush for sure but do they have the uh, the secondary that can cover those wide receivers on the Bengals? And the fact that that Joe Burrow is not Jimmy G, he's going to he's going to throw the ball all over the place. And they have and they have a running back in Joe Mixon. So I think this is going to be a big. I think it's going to be a uh, a really good game. I think that uh, the Bengals absolutely have a chance to win this. And I, for one, will be rooting for them. Um, but that if there's one bright spot in all of this is that there is no more Jimmy G on the 49ers. That is the last time that we will have to watch him fool and fumble around. Uh, and this is the thing. Trey Lance may not be, may not end up being as good as uh, Jimmy G may not be able, may not end up getting as many wins as Jimmy G's because, because we're going to get into this in a little bit, but, but it's going to be a different team, but he may not, but I just don't want to see Jimmy anymore. I'm so tired. I think we're all emotionally spent of making excuses for this guy and having to sit there and tiptoe around because you got these Jimmy stands out there that that just refuse to accept 
or they hide behind, they hide behind, oh, well, he's a 49er, so you got to support him. You can still objectively critique somebody. And when my wife that doesn't really know much about football can watch a guy play and say, and say, oh, that guy don't look right. Or, oh, it looks like he's not even looking. <laughs> it looks like he doesn't know where to go with the ball. I mean, when people that have never watched the game before, at, like, uh, or that are not used to watching the game, can sit there and tell that he's trash. I mean, it says all there is to say about it. So, um, but no more Jimmy G. We now have a chance to move on to a world where we may not have to hold our breath on every pass. Uh, what do the 49ers get for a QB? What do they get for Jimmy G that just played the way he did in these playoffs? Guy had more interceptions than touchdowns in the playoffs. Now, granted, we got to the NFC Championship, but that was the team. That wasn't Jimmy. So what do they get for him? And this is, I think this is the thing that makes me almost, it, not so much angry, but disappointed. Because I said in, and I mean, obviously I didn't say this in the podcast because I just started the podcast. But I said on, I had been talking to guys on Twitter for over a year now that, and we had been talking, and I said during the draft, I said, they have to trade Jimmy. They have to, because you don't keep the incumbent quarterback when you draft, when you draft a guy that you traded three picks, three first round picks for. You don't keep him on the team because it confuses it. First, first of all, it confuses the team. Second of all, it's not good for the for that guy's development. And People are going to say, uh, now if Trey comes out next uh, next season and plays really, really well, everybody's going to say, all the Jimmy stands are going to say, see, he, should, he, he benefited from sitting. Well, I think we saw him uh, develop right before our eyes in one game. How much better would this team have been? I think that there's, for a lot of us, there's going to be a lot of what-ifs after we see Trey, uh, Trey play next season. Because I just have a feeling this kid is going to be good, and we're going to have the what-ifs, because this team right here was a Super Bowl-caliber team. In my, in my mind, it was a Super Bowl-caliber team that we were missing one piece, and I felt like they didn't give that guy a chance to develop and become the missing piece. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but... That's how I feel about it. And, but we have to move on now. We have to move on now. And now we are in a position to where we have to trade. We have to trade. Uh, they have to get rid of Jimmy G now. Now, and they're probably not going to get any more, any more for him than they would have if they had traded him last season. And the whole reason why they they uh, they didn't trade him supposedly was because well was because he had no trade value last season because he was coming off an injury and because he played so poorly before the injury. So now you play him the whole season, supposedly building up that trade value, and and then he plays like he did in this in these playoffs. Now, what are you, what are you gonna are you gonna get more for him than you would have gotten? 
I don't think so. I don't think so. So I will be shocked. I don't think any team that will give them even a second round pick for, for Jimmy Garoppolo is like they need to be fired on the spot. That GM needs to be fired. And somebody, so one of those GMs is going to give up at least a third, if not a if not a third and a fourth for Jimmy. And he's gonna do exactly what he did in this game. And they're gonna be saying, How could you give up a third and a fourth for this guy? I'm predicting it now. Uh, but they have many, many the 49ers have many, many, many free agents in this offseason. So for uh so this this team could look completely different next season. And I know they gotta pay Debo, they gotta pay Nick Bosa. Those two guys are non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. They gotta pay those guys. So it's uh it's gonna be a very interesting dynamic. Because you got Tart that's a free agent. You got a bunch of guys that are free agents that uh, it'll be. I'm wondering who they're planning on just letting go to become free agents. uh, And they're going to try and replace in the draft and who they're just going to sign. They're going to try and sign somebody else. Um, But that's that's the beauty of the NFL offseason. I'll be honest with you. This is my favorite part. Of the NFL and of the NFL offseason is the team building aspect of it and watching teams really kind of build towards the future, build towards the next season. And this is why the, the NFL has so much parity, is because teams change, coaches change. Uh, we don't even know if we're gonna have the same defensive coordinator. And uh, and so how this team is gonna be constructed is gonna be a hot topic in this offseason, and I will be here for you for it. Um, but it's cause it's now it's draft season for me. Uh, and I love doing all the mock drafts and without, but with jet, without Jimmy on the books, what free agents did the 49ers pick up? Cause now they just picked up a bunch of cap space and granted, they're going to have to use a lot of that to resign Debo and resign Nick Bosa, but it should still leave them with some extra leftover to sign at least one to two guys. So but thank you, everyone, for the support throughout the season. Uh, I'm still beginning. I'm still going to do a podcast weekly because uh, the NFL don't stop, and uh, and the Odd Couple Pod uh, will also keep going as long as I can get Nate to go on there with me. Uh, great season, great season uh, for the 49ers. Because remember, we weren't supposed to be here. We were not supposed. We were three and five at one point this season. So 49er fans, be be proud of this team. Be proud of this team that they got. We got to the NFC. We got to the NFC championship with the worst quarterback uh, in the playoffs. Worst quarterback in the playoffs. So it's uh, yeah, just be be proud of this team. I'm I know I'm proud of this team. I I was I love the fact that every week was just kind of an adventure and uh, it was just interesting to see how they were going to win every week, um, but. But yeah, now it's draft season. Let's see what the 49ers cook, what these uh, this front office cooks up. Um, who we lose as far as coaching goes, I, I have a feeling we're going to lose D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, hopefully not, but 
And then there's always the Mike Mc, the possibility of losing Mike McDaniel. Um, we'll see, but there's going to be a lot to talk about in the next uh, the next few weeks and next few months. But uh, next week, but uh, of course I want to say go 49ers. But next week it's going to be go Bengals. And uh, thank like I, I just can't say it enough. Thank you guys for coming on, watching me and uh listening to me on uh spotify and and uh all the different outlets google anchor all that like uh so thank you guys for your support and uh you'll see me probably maybe tomorrow uh but sometime this week and uh yeah thank you guys for listening i appreciate all the feedback and all the love so uh go niners even when defeat go niners <laughs>